Hi, and welcome to North of 48. Sorry I haven't been around. I have actually been terribly sick, and I'll tell, tell you about it right away. So March 13th, soon to be March 14th. It's minus 5 out here. Uh, Manitoba, the province, is getting hit hard between 50 and 70 centimeters of snow. That's about a third of what they get in a full year of snow. So, uh... They're hurting. Um, I know the East Coast is like 70 degrees Fahrenheit. And we were up to 20 degrees Celsius last week. And then we sure dive bombed down to about minus 10. But we haven't had much snow. Most of the snow is actually gone. So it's, it's getting nice. The buds aren't out on the trees yet up here. But I would suggest by next week or the week after. Because the weather's supposed to smarten up and be nice. Um, so I got a few things to talk about, and we'll talk about it right after the break. So my friends, I've been suffering with an old people's disease. You know, you reach a certain age and things just start to fall apart. So I got a bad case of diverticulitis, and I had it uh, prior to Christmas, and um, it was serious. It was um, be up for a couple hours, have to sleep for a bit, up for a couple of hours. It just drains you. It's the colon gets inflamed, and sometimes there's there's polyps in it, and they may get infected. One of the fixes, and and so this is a warning to everybody, is um, is they uh, take the colon, cut it from your intestine, and then put a colostomy bag on you while it heals, and then reattach it to your intestine. So that was something I wanted to avoid, but, you know, I had CAT scans, I had ultrasound, and uh, finally they said, well, let's, let's try antibiotics. And they gave me these horse pills for antibiotics, two types. And, you know, I finished them and I still wasn't feeling better. And then all of a sudden, just magically, I started feeling better. Of course, I was on a see-through diet. If you could see through it, you can eat it. Um, during this period, I thought, okay, well, maybe I'll lose some weight over this. And I weighed myself and no, I didn't lose a darn pound. Uh, apparently... Um, your body goes into self-preservation mode, and um, that's why you have no energy to expend. Um, I'm feeling much better. Um, and for people, so that's along the same lines as diverticulitis older people can get, especially if you've been working sedentary job, you know, at your desk and not moving. I usually coach, and I'm quite athletic, but the last three years with COVID, nada. You know, I've got three winter COVID weights to get off me, and uh, by golly, I have some energy to, to attempt to do so now, which is great. Um, 
so it's along the lines it can be like irritable bowel syndrome ibs or crohn's disease and stuff so you have to you have to get checked out um so far i was fortunate so if you if you have one attack you can have another you're susceptible to it so you really have to watch what you eat and um and eat probiotic foods like the sauerkraut and i suppose cottage cheese maybe if uh, you do milk um but to get the healthy probiotics into your system especially after coming off of uh, um, antibiotics because that just kills everything right all the good bacteria well the bad bacteria and it kills the good bacteria so i must say i'm feeling a heck of a lot better a lot stronger a lot more energized now and um it's been like prior to christmas like all year i was bloated and uh i wonder well what the heck was going on right and when when doctors got tests and um and then just pain and they put me on an opioid on a trimadol uh and uh that was the only thing to uh to uh give me some relief so i can get some sleep at night um so it, the prescription calls for two opioid pills every four hours four times a day and i'm not going to do that uh, i took one when i had to and you should do it before you have to i found out um to really uh make the pain not as uh harsh and uh well uh, you know and i phoned and i said these pills aren't doing it and they said yeah you know you can double them up eh? you can take two so i took two and and that helped um i didn't have to finish all of them thank god and uh the pain is intense and it's lower left side in western in the west well north america uh the colon amazingly in asia it's on the right side um there's another piece of um intestine on the right side and it gets inflamed over there so that shows you the kind of diets that are different and and what kind of problems you can you can have though it is rare in japan or in asia to have that um if they do get it chances are it'll be on the right side which is and then you would think it's your appendix but um so you people with crohn's disease or ibs or even diverticulitis i do i have so much sympathy for you because the pain i was in uh seriously seriously bad and uh like i say i i've got more energy now than i than i've had in a couple of months and uh sure watching what i'm eating and you can bring the fiber in now um after the colon isn't as inflamed once it inhales maybe that's um tmi too much information for everybody but i tell you i tell you man oh she was a rough go now staying with old people stuff uh sometimes not for old people um if you recall i had a friend who had a stroke and what happened he was um he was coming along nicely his his left side was affected but his his mobility was better his leg he was walking he can walk without a cane now and his hand was coming coming around um then he fell and the shoulder locked up he's got what's known as frozen shoulder so he finally got into the specialist um thank god for canadian healthcare i'll say that and they're going to use something called 
Hydra station and what it is is um, they're going to inject water between the shoulder and the ball of ball joint of the shoulder to try to separate it and it works with 70% of people um, frozen shoulder apparently is is sometimes um, pregnant women get it for some reason and um, they can have that shoulder frozen for a year to two years so but in his case he's trying to get full faculty of his left arm again he's a truck driver by trade and he needs to be able to uh, grip the steering wheel so he's going to do that and apparently the pain is a little higher than when you uh, have your shoulder pop out if you're a sports person and have had that done and um so all the best to him. I hope it uh, gets better. And which brings me to, like, when I started the podcast, it was just I was going to tell you about about my work, a little bit about Canada and how it affects. And I've kind of branched off. We've been talking about uh, uh, Native people in the residential schools. We've been talking about the war in the Ukraine. Um, I'm, I, I still would like to do that on occasion. But as far as my, my work life goes... Uh, if you remember, I'm on contract and I'm an older fellow, so it really, the stress just gets to you and I've been, been getting these two and three month bumps. So I'm on till the end of June. Apparently there's supposed to be full-time placements finally out in the work world right now with the inflation going on. A lot of people are having a hard time, even if they get a raise, it, it's not much of a raise to cover the, the rise of gasoline and food prices. I, for one, contend it's not inflation, it's greed. I think these stores and these refineries, we don't get gas from Russia, so don't don't blame it on North America that our gas prices are high because of the war in the Ukraine. No, um, it's just greed, out-and-out out greed, flat out. Now, is that good business? Well, if you're going to piss off your customers so much and... Uh, they don't have any money to to buy the necessities. People are you're going to lose customers that way. So I'm suggest no, it's not good for business. And I I but you're in it to make your money, and that's the way society is is gone. We've really stepped over to uh, we're all capitalists, but you stepped into a greedy corporate capitalist mindset where you think you gotta squash the other guy and, and take everything he or she has and uh, it's not fair in a lot of ways and uh, can the governments do anything about it well they've signed these treaties you know like in Canada if we say uh, we, okay no American milk with hormones um, allowed into the country they can in turn because of the new NAFTA and the GATT treaties they can these corporations can in turn sue there's a whole court system based on companies being able to take people to court. And um, it's not governed by countries at all. It's, it's, it's their own corporate court. And uh, witness the fellow in New York um, who sued Chevron for a country, one, and then Chevron takes him to this corporate court. And uh, he gets jail time. And I think he's out of jail now, uh, probably with a... Uh, and he did nothing wrong. He just won a court case in court. And, uh, of course, the, the big companies don't like that. So we, 
you know, the little guy's got to win once in a while. That's more than once in a while, actually. The world's got to turn. Uh, we're on to day 50 of the Ukraine uh, crisis. 50 days. So for my French friends, that's longer than the French held out against the Nazis in World War II. Um, sorry, it's just the way it is. Now we're getting on, now we're hearing Russia's plan all along was to get the Donbass and the Crimea region, and apparently they're bringing their troops in there. Word had it that the Russian flag was in Mariupol. I don't know, but uh, that's what uh, Twitter feeds. I hate the social media stuff. You can never tell anymore, and you can't tell by. Um, Mainstream media either. Um, we've talked about this. Just give us the information. Let us make up our own mind. Let us discuss it. You guys don't discuss it. I don't want to hear your opinion. Just give us the information. That's that's the way to rock and roll as far as I'm concerned. But um, apparently that Russian warship that captured those people, the Ukrainians on an island, and if you don't know about it, you, you must. It was um, the radio operator from the Ukraine told the Russian warship when they asked him to uh, put his arms down was, uh, fuck you, Russian warship. And uh, apparently that one, the Mos Moskva, may have been sunk by two Neptune missiles uh, by the Ukrainians. Now, the West, the West is 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 bringing a lot of weapons into Ukraine. Even after the war, is there going to be? Can you farm, or is there going to be missiles and landmines? Because I heard the Russians were putting landmines as they were retreating into the Donbass region. I don't know. I hope not. War is a bloody thing, and I still think this could have been avoided. But of course, I'm not there. I can't tell you. I let me put it this way: I wish it could have been avoided. I wish they would have been on the phone to each other, flying, you know, between the Russia and and the U.S. and and delegates and trying to avoid this war. This has been a costly war in terms of lives, displacements. There's over five million Ukrainians now are displaced apparently, and they've left. There's quite a few down uh, went uh, to Mexico and coming into the U.S. through the Mexican border because apparently um, Mexico doesn't require a visa for Ukrainians to, uh, to fly in there, but the, but the USA does. So now if you have these people from Honduras, from Haiti, and other South American countries and Mexicans, who are wanting to get into the U.S. And, and we're waiting in line, queuing up, waiting for their turn. Now the Ukrainians come. I'm pretty sure the Ukrainians are going to be waved right through, and you can call it, well, because they're white or whatever, but uh, I'm pretty sure they're going to be processed quite quick as, as um, displaced refugees. Now on Facebook, if you're wanting to help the Ukrainian, um, well, I'm going to say refugees, uh, Dopa Manga is uh is uh, helping with uh, homes um in canada and i think elsewhere uh primarily uh, the ukrainians are coming from poland now there was a story running around that some some people were taking advantage and trying to lure women into homes and uh i'm 
I hope uh, not a not a sex trade thing or or anything like that. But for Ukrainians out there looking for homes, verify and check and vet. And um, it should be either through the Ukrainian Association or the government. It should be um, uh, certified and uh, take care. And those people who are taking advantage of other people um, in this situation, just shame on them. Fucking shame on them, man. I tell you, that's, that's just crap. Um, sticking to the Ukraine just for a second here is... Um, it appears that you could, they've pulled out of Kiev, right? And they've they've gone to the Donbass and and the Crimea region. The Russians have, and and they're just raising all sorts of hell. But they're in Mariupol. Mariupol is just getting hammered, and uh, rumors of a thousand squad, thousand man squad of Ukrainians uh, giving up, but because they didn't have any food, any rations, or any bullets. But on the flip side, there's a rumor, and it, it, it's a story in the Daily Beast, so I don't know how much you can say that they're a good news organization at all, but they have a story about uh, Russian soldiers revolting as they get stiffed on Ukraine payouts. Um, Russian soldiers in Ukraine are said to be dumping their stuff and leaving after the military leadership stiffed, stiffed them on special pay they were promised. Sounds like these guys need a union. That's according to several intercepted phone calls released by Ukrainian authorities Wednesday, all of which paint the picture of a of a mess among Russian troops, as one soldier put it. Um, in an audio released by Anton Geroshenko, an advisor to Ukraine's interior minister, a man purported to be a Russian soldier is told by a woman back home to limp so that he'll be rotated out, rotated out. He says military leadership has promised enormous cash payments, but goes on to complain they say things and don't fulfill a damn thing. Everyone is outraged. Entire battalions are starting revolts. The commanders promise us that they are giving us their word. It's not clear where the Russian soldier was based in Ukraine, but his version of events is backed up by other intercepted communications. In another chat between a Russian soldier and his mom, he said the troops are getting fed up because they aren't getting the payouts they were offered to serve. I'm telling you, 600 people have resigned from our brigade throughout this time. Well, about that much, give or take. Everyone is going home. They are just dumping their stuff and saying, I'm going home and then leaving. There were rumors that they would pay us. I thought 200,000 rubles would be on my card because so much time has passed and they didn't pay a darn thing. Only the basic pay came, up, came, he said. His mom offered to send him a flask of booze, but he said no. The management, the, the officers divvy everything up and I won't have a thing. Another guy in the unit had a package with money sent to him by all his relatives, but nothing from that package made it to him. Audio released by Ukraine's security service is also said to capture a purported Russian soldier speaking of troops on the border with Ukraine refusing en masse to be deployed there. Everyone is refusing to go to the Ukraine. His own commanding officer, he complains, doesn't give a heck about his own personnel. There's plummeting morale as Vladimir Putin is said to be trying to gather enough troops to outnumber Ukrainian soldiers 5-1 to one in the eastern part of Ukraine where Kremlin claims to have shifted 
It's focus. So once again, we have proved man, mankind is good at starting wars. They're not so good at running them. A lot of people get hurt. And uh, what the heck's going to be gained after this? I don't know. Is Russia going to have some territory? Is Ukraine going to have some territory? There's a lot of dead bodies out there. A lot of displaced people. And now, with Sweden and Finland saying they would like to join NATO, here we go. And it's going to cause the Russians even some more concern. So the Russians really fucked up here. Uh, they're getting more people to join NATO. Um, and they would, would have been better off not, not starting this war and doing diplomatic means. What is Why would Russia do this? Well, I'll leave that for other pundits. I think he was kind of forced to in his own mind. With, with all the talk about NATO and Ukraine joining the EU and stuff. And there was a time um, Russia wanted to join NATO and they wanted to join the EU. So there's some bad blood and some hurt feelings all around. But there's also some, some blood spilt on the ground in Ukraine and some hurt people as well. I don't know... I don't like seeing this, especially at my age, uh, especially I think of my grandkids and my kid. And um, I know you don't either as well. And every day I wonder, well, is Europe still there? And I check, yep. 50 days of wars, ladies and gentlemen, in the Ukraine. And more equipment is coming for them. And they'll use on the Russians. And at the end of, end of it all, nobody wins. One of the bright spots in the world news uh, that I do follow is the fact that Saudi has stopped bombing Yemen. It's supposed to be a, uh, a ceasefire. We forget that there's other wars going on. The United States was involved with seven wars. They got out of Afghanistan, so they still must be involved in six. If they're out of Syria, they could be down to five. Yay, that's progress. Um, so Obama, who got a, um, got a Nobel Peace Prize... And uh, at the start of his presidency, in the hopes that he wouldn't start wars, when he left office, he had seven wars going. Um, in Canada here, there's been talk about upping our um, the money for the military. They're saying they're going to the F-35 jet now, which is, uh, from what I read, is a load of crap. But maybe they got the bugs all straightened out. Um, you never know. So are we going to have to start training in our own countries, um, like in Sweden where, or Switzerland, where you have, um, um, is it six-month duty uh, for the armed forces for civil defense? Perhaps we're going to do that too here in Canada. Because I think the next next focus is going to be, if especially if the summer's really bad uh, down in the States, one thing we're going to have to keep our eyes on is... Um, When's the United States going to come calling for the water from Canada? You know, uh, one of the things they had a plan, and we had it on the podcast, was the the rainfall that goes into the creek that runs off Canada, especially on the west coast. Um, I think that could that should be up for grabs. I I think you you know where you dam up the creek and then you bring in the super tankers and start, uh, or even a pipeline, for that 
water that goes into the ocean anyways and they say canada has lots of lakes yes but we're starting to get a lot of polluted lakes um russia has a lot of lakes let's go ask them for water but no so i wonder uh to leave you off just with this thought is uh perhaps uh we'll see an american warship uh, coming up the coast and then some Canadian saying, fuck you, American warship. Take care. This has been North of 48. We'll talk to you real soon. Bye. Like a bird on a tree. I'm just sitting here I got time It's clear to see From up here The world seems small We can sit together It's so beautiful You and me Meant to be in the great outdoors, forever free.